With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Deadline's New Hollywood Podcast. I am your co-host, Amanda Induca, and I'm sitting next to... My name is Dino Ray Ramos. And uh, today we have Wilson Cruz on the podcast, who plays who played Dr. Hugh Colbert. I guess we should say that there's a minor spoiler. I mean, if you haven't he watched... Play, let's just say he plays yeah, Dr. He plays. Hugh Colbert on, oh, um, the, on the, Star Trek Discovery. Which is on the CBS Access um, app. Yeah. Um, and he made history with this role because this was the first time the franchise has had has featured... An openly gay couple. Openly gay couple as prominent characters, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and then he also is a groundbreaker with, y'all might remember from the, I guess, early 90s, uh, My So-Called Life, where he played Ricky... One of the, I want to say maybe the first, I may be wrong, yeah. but uh, openly gay characters That's, on that a primetime ma- yeah. TV. And that was a major, he had a, he was a major character yeah, on the he show. Was a main, yeah, he so. was a part of the core cast. So yeah. he was just breaking ground all over the place. And uh, in this episode, we talk about My Soul Called Life, which I'm obsessed with. Mm-hmm. Of course, Star Trek. Gone Too Soon, My Soul yeah. Called Life. <laughs> Deserved a second season. Yeah. We want to know what happened to Brian Krakow. Uh, anyways, uh, but we talk about his role in Star Trek Discovery, his role in theater and activism. He's just an all-around, what, an activist. He, Is yeah, that what activist, they were saying? Yeah, activist, yeah. He's been doing this in a while. He's definitely, he's definitely used his platform for good. For good. Yeah, yeah. For, um, and for like in the LGBTQ and, community yeah. for people and for the Latino community yeah, as well. Yeah, and that too yeah. as well. So, without further ado, here is Wilson. Thank you so much for being here and doing this. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, Wilson, you play um, Dr. Colbert on Star Trek Discovery, who is one half of the franchise's first gay couple. But not only that, you did, you were Ricky, or Enrique, Ricky. On, Enrique. Yeah. Depending <laughs> which character yeah. it was. <laughs> right. Depending on who he was talking to. Yeah, yeah. On um, My Soul Called Life, which was which was a great show, um, by the way, but also was groundbreaking because you were the first, it was the first leading character that was openly gay. So just having those two moments within the, with LGBT characters, what is it, what is it like? Especially in two different time periods. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, it's it's definitely different than it was 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can't believe I say that. <laughs> That's <Remember>? interesting. <laughs> um, but it was 25 years ago when we made the pilot. Um, but, um, you know, I think that at the time when I was 19, I was fully aware of where we were, where we were in, in terms of where the movement was. And so um, I knew that there was a responsibility coming with this with the with playing that character, 
um, at that specific time. Um, and now it feels like there are more LGBT characters on television. Um, we definitely need more of a diverse um, uh, representation of LGBT people on TV. Mm -hmm. But um, it's interesting to me that uh, with ha being a part of the first gay couple on Star Trek, that um, the, the response has been so enormous mm -hmm. because, and I, I think part of it is because Trekkies have waited 50 years, you know, over 50 years to have a, an LGBT uh, person uh, or e any representation uh, on the TV shows. And so the, the response to it was bigger than I, than I had anticipated. I thought that the audience would be like, you know, oh, it's another gay couple, but mm -hmm. it, was a, it was a much bigger deal. Um, in the Star Trek world um, than I even knew. So, you know, I think for me, you know, I'm an actor first and I enjoy what I do and I love what I do and it's an added benefit to me when I get to use my work to represent my communities and to, to tell the stories of what our lives are actually like. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, uh, television and film have played um, an enormous role in the way that people view LGBT people, and um, and I feel privileged to have been um, part of the beginnings of that, and yeah. and also of the current um, the continuance, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the the current cl uh, climate. Yeah, could you talk about real quick what the, what was like what was the biggest difference you you um, noticed or you remember from from the response you got when you did my so called life versus the response you're getting. Star Trek Discovery. You know, the fun. The, I tell this really funny story about like you know, I used to go out with. It's not a very funny story. It's a story. <laughs> I've put all the pressure on it. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Now we're expecting <laughs> to laugh. Right. It better be funny. It's not an interesting story. That you know, I used to go out with, Claire, you know, I'd go out with Claire and AJ and Devin, who were the girls on the show, because I hung out with the girls, <laughs> and um, they would. The, the response to them was, you know, pretty overwhelming, and. Um, you know, people would come up to me, but not in the same way. But as soon as I was old enough to be out and about, mm -hmm. you know, five or six years later, um, when when that uh, when the 15 year olds and the 16 year olds who were watching the show at the time, who were questioning their own sexuality, were of age and were at those same venues, that's when I realized the impact okay. um, and saw the impact from from the viewers, um, and that was really moving to me. Um, and it took a while because they needed to come to terms with their own mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. uh, orientation and, and how they felt about it. Yeah. So um, n now it's really interesting that all of these young people or those, those young people are now in their 40s or late 30s um, and really they, they, they really look to, to Ricky as this character who helped them um, define their ideas of mm -hmm. what they thought about um, the LGBT movement, and and um, and I'm truly humbled that 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 I had that effect on them. So yeah. it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think you, I was in that group, uh, yeah. so I, I uh, you totally hit that the nail on the head with that because uh, growing up in uh, growing up in Texas and yeah. seeing uh, Ricky on screen, I'm just like, oh, oh he's kind of like me, but I can't say anything, right? But it's a slow burn. It was right. a slow burn for, I guess, I, I like to say that I'm part of, I'm not Generation X, I'm not a millennial, I'm in that bastardized generation that, like, doesn't really, has a weird identity. Yeah. Um, so. How old you, are you? 
I'm 38. Yeah, you're my yeah. brother's age. He feels yeah. the same way. That yeah. He's not quite Gen X and he's not quite Gen Y or, or, or millennial yeah, or Gen millennial. Z or whatever yeah, you're calling it now. But yeah, we're, we're, we're part of that generation. We're like, oh, we know what it's like to not have a cell phone, but we can't live without it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so as a, as a queer actor of color, uh, how careful are you now in choosing projects that won't pigeonhole you? Right. You know, my it's two-pronged. Mm. A, you know, I'm an actor. It's what I do for a living. It's how I make my living, mm. to be honest. Um, it's, it's how I... <clears throat> it's how I um, uh, get health care yeah. right? <laughs> through my union. Yeah. So you have to balance that. For every actor, it's a balance of, you know, doing work that is meaningful to you and, mm. and, you, and, and balancing that with making a living. Um, for me, I feel like if there's a problematic role that comes to me and I'm called in for it or auditioning for it or it's offered to me. Um, my first question is, can I, is, is this, the, is, is this a, an atmosphere in which um, I can collaborate with the creatives on the show mm -hmm. or the film? Yeah. Um, is it fixable, mm -hmm. right? Can I come in and have a conversation and make tweaks that will make it less problematic? Um, and I think that as actors, we should, we should, we should, look at ourselves as collaborator, collaborators and not just hired talent mm -hmm. um, that we have a point of view that's important and you know we're the, we're responsible for um, creating a three-dimensional character and if there are problems with it we should be able to um, have conversations about it and and many times there have been roles uh, that started out problematic and turned out to be some of my favorite experiences because mm -hmm. we were able to flesh that character out um, so I consider it a lot when I, when I look at roles. You know, is it something that I can be proud of and that I can stand um, and, 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 and be proud of it after it's done? Um, and, and I have to also consider, do I need this job right yeah. now? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a 20 Everyone has to work. Right, it's yeah. a 30-year you know, career. Not everything is going to be Ricky Vasquez. Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's my responsibility to see how close I can get it to, to that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, and you kind of touched on this, um, but since you started, you know, as Risk, Ricky, or like even when you just started acting in general, uh, have you had any experiences where you wouldn't compromise uh, your kind of dignity or your, like your 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 identity? Sure. I mean, there's you? one experience that stands out in my mind. Mm -hmm. It was a couple of decades ago, and um, we had agreed on a costume. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I showed up to set, the costume was completely different mm -hmm. and risque mm -hmm. as opposed mm -hmm. to something much more conservative that we had agreed upon beforehand in our fitting. And so I had to stand my ground and have a conversation with the director and who wasn't thrilled with the fact that I was... That you had an opinion? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and to the point where I said, well, you know, that's great. If you want somebody to wear this then you should find someone who's willing to wear it, but that person is not me, oh. so oh, well. I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. And I called my agents and she said, that's fine, get yourself home and we'll deal with the ramifications, but I, I never got to my car because they 
They were like, you. okay, you can. <laughs> this is where what, what we'd agreed on, and so. That's yeah. good. That's a that's like and a. I was twenty one years old at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Did you experience a lot of like stere- I mean, being a person of color, did you f- experience a lot of like stereotypical type, maybe like castings or uh, the kind of maybe the breakdowns that you would see about yeah. characters that fit your mold? Yeah. Was that? I think it's unavoidable. Yeah. I didn't let you finish, but mm-hmm. I think I think it's unavoidable. Um, to have problematic. Um, roles come your way and um, I think again it's my job to seek out roles that are interesting and I really feel like for the last 25-30 years I, I, for most of the roles that I go that I audition on they're not asking for a gay Latino guy to come in and you know, they're, they're not looking for that specific type. Mm-hmm. I My job is to go in there and say, hey, uh, I'm gonna give you this option, a really good option of not a white guy or not a straight guy. And that's 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 my job when I go in for that meeting and yeah. that audition. So I have, I, I try to concentrate less on, um, I try to concentrate less on people's prejudices and concentrate more on giving people a reason to give me mm-hmm. the job. Yeah. And then I guess we can go back to your show. Um, uh, your character was recently killed off. Yeah. Um, there was spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Well, like, we'll say like, we'll say there's there's spoilers. But it's been like it's been a I want to yeah, say it's, it's it has been the, a month. It's yeah. Been over a so month. if you yeah. haven't What's seen the it What's the statue of limitation? I know. <laughs> it's a really good question. So you had a really interesting um, question about that. Oh, oh yeah um so yeah like with um so dr culver yeah. died unfortunately mm-hmm. or quote unquote died right he is killed yeah yeah, yeah. He, he is killed he is killed um when you were reading when you signed on and when you read the script for that episode yeah what was your initial reaction and were you scared that it was going to fall into the whole trope of the barrier gaze trope that has been kind of yeah been um, infecting hollywood yeah. I found out uh, like two weeks before. Is that true? No, I found out a little bit over, like a little bit over a month. Now that I'm thinking about it, did you clutch your pearls when you read it? I was actually, I didn't. They, I, they didn't send it to me. They're, you know, because Aaron and Gretchen, the showrunners, are actual friends of mine. Like, okay, I've known them for years. I, for years, I've known them. So they, I didn't find out that way. They actually told me. So I, he gets killed off in episode 10. They told me before we started shooting episode nine and I was actually um, on set for 13 Reasons Why. Okay. And they had called me and told me um, that I would be, that Dr. Culver would be killed in episode 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and my initial reaction was, as is most of the time, tears. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> because I was, you know, incredibly excited about being a yeah, part yeah. of the show. And, um, and it was, apparently coming to an end sooner than I wanted. Mm. Um, but very quickly after that, uh, I found out that I would be coming back. And, I, and uh, spoiler, <laughs> I, uh, I come back two episodes yeah. later. Um, and then we've had a, a long conversation throughout that process about the plans for, for Dr. Culver. And I am at liberty to say that I will, it's a, it's a, that his death was a very 
small part of a very long story. Okay. And that now we know that this had to happen in order in yeah. order for us to tell the story that we're about to tell. Yeah. And um, and and now that I know that, I am thrilled. Yeah. I was concerned. Yeah. Initially about the barrier gaze trope, mm -hmm. and it's interesting because I, I wrestled with this idea of how do I have this conversation with the creatives and the showrunners on the show without seeming like an actor who's trying to save his job. Yeah. yeah. Right? Makes sense, yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, it was a delicate balancing act. Uh, but I think, you know, they, they just couldn't tell me initially that there was yeah. a longer plan involved. Um, so I was relieved. Mm -hmm. And then I was also relieved that once Dr. Culver was killed, that everyone, CBS, all of us in the, on the show, um, wanted to assure the audience that this wasn't a, a barrier gaze trope. Um, and so we went out and told people that I would be back. Yeah. Um, and when the show comes back and we tell the story that we're going to tell, it's going to all make okay. complete sense, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's you like, heard it here, he promised Yeah, it. yeah <laughs> breaking news, promise. <laughs> um, well, it's also the, it's also the Star good. Trek world or sci-fi and fantasy, so like, no one's really ever dead. Yes, it's science fiction. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know. People come back to life. Yeah. Death is yet is but a, a bump in the road. Yeah. <laughs> you were you played Angel on Rent. Yeah. Angel. The the heart of that show. Anyways. <laughs> um, so like I'm guessing you're like really music, into music theater and, and I am. that. So so you're stranded on an island uh -huh. for the rest of your life. Yeah. You are only allowed <laughs> one musical soundtrack That's me. as entertainment. Okay. What would it be? Can't be a compilation. <laughs> 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 oh, that's really tough. <laughs> I mean, I, if I wasn't in the show, I would still say this. I would, st I would say Rent. Yeah. I would, it's I a good clean, soundtrack. I clean my house to that to yeah. that recording. There's, I mean, there's so many. Um, Sweeney Todd, I'm sorry, <laughs> oh, yeah. just went out of my head. The Ballad of Sweeney Todd. Yeah, yeah. For me, that music, the soaring orchestrations of that, that, yeah. that original recording is unbelievable. So if so, if I'm gonna pick one outside of the one I was okay. in, I would pick Sweeney Todd. Okay, that's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is, I mean, is there a type of role that you haven't played that you are dying to, 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 to grasp right now? Yeah, I think, well, I've always said that I've wanted to, you know, it's a touchy subject, uh, but I feel that Prince's story needs to be told, Ooh. and I feel like I'm the best person to, to tell it. Ma um, we'll make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's a dream role. Uh -huh. I'm surprised nobody's done Pret. Uh, has somebody? Done I think Pret? people. I, I only see people. I think people are early, and I think well, people are know, scared. People, maybe, did, people like, did Michael. Yeah, but, but they didn't so. do it well. But Prince is I'm like saying, Michael's. I think there's been like two or three Michael biopics. 
Michael Jackson. Yeah, I just remember There's that a, one. American on like, Dream or something. American, American Dream, Dream was, was the that one. That was that was way. Was that? Well, the, was, that was that the one where it was like Jackson Five and it kind of yeah, showed? Yeah, and then it yeah. showed. It Angela was, Bassett was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The, yeah. I actually like that one. I actually, yeah, that was good. Was it like? Was that made for TV? It was like it, VH1? it was made for TV. Or it was like a. I think it was ABC. ABC. Yeah, it was like a three. It wasn't like a like a like a three part series. Yeah, three part series. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I just remember that like vividly. Like Angela Bassett. Was was it Lawrence Fishburne the dad? Yep. Yeah. It's like all those two, yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Jackson. Yeah. Oh, and they did. Did they do Tina? Yeah, they did Ike and Tina. It was they were Ike and Tina together. Oh yeah. Yeah. What is currently at the top of your bucket list right now? Besides the besides the Prince thing. Ah. Well, I'm putting together my cabaret show right now. Oh. Yeah. That I hope to do within the next year. I mean, I'm I'm. It's very early in the development process, but I'm working with. A really great musical director, Michael Orland, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Is it going to be here in LA or New York or? Uh, hopefully a number of cities, but okay. we're going to yeah. work that out. It's going to have to deal with the schedule and all of that. So oh. I just, you know, it might take a while for me to get to every city I want to, but I'm going to do it on my time off. Oh. Um, nice. Well, that, and you know, I have 13 Reasons Why, the second season coming mm. out in a few months. Um, so I'm excited for people to see that. Yeah. Um, Speaking of that. Yeah, speaking of that, <laughs> speaking that was that. you. <laughs> read our minds. Thank you for, for that segue. Um, is there anything you can tell us about the upcoming season? Just any. It could be, I can you tell could, you I'm could, in it. Yeah. <laughs> you, could, you could paint broad strokes. Exactly. It could be, it's oh, on Netflix. It could be themes. It could be just. I think, I think it's safe to say that uh, we continue the story. <laughs> And As Amy's giving him the <laughs> That's fine. I can tell you I'm in every episode. Okay, okay. good. About that? Okay, good. Okay, that's good enough for us. There, we'll there's, something, there's something in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a nugget of information. <laughs> My publicist is sweating bullets in the corner. That's fine. That's fine. I think we have enough I on that. I think we're good, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So final question. Yes. Is there a, a underrepresented person in the industry who isn't in the mainstream you think deserves time in the spotlight and people need to recognize, whether it be an actor, director, to, yeah. any storyteller or anything? Um, you know, I'm gonna stick with my family friends. Mm. I mean, you know, my, my friends, my family of friends. Mm. And there's a young woman who's ridiculously talented. Um, her name is Azita Ghanizada. Um, and she, um, she actually has been working with SAG and AFTRA um, to, um, have more visibility of Middle Eastern and Northern African, North African um, women especially. Mm-hmm. Um, but she um, she was on a show called Alphas um, a few years ago. Um, she just did a movie that was at Sundance last year with Michael Shannon and um, Rachel Weiss, and I, the name is escaping me right now. But um, she's brilliant, she's gorgeous, she's talented, and um, and I want to see more of her on. And I think that's that's a demographic that we don't see yeah. enough of. Mm, yeah. The name. What was the name again? Her I just like hearing it. Azita Ganizada. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll look, look out for her. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. you should. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's well, probably the 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 most famous Afghani actress that there is. Oh really? Yeah. Working actress. You should get sure. her on the podcast. Yeah, you should. I can make that <laughs> like, happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we might have to reach yeah. out for yeah. you. Matt. She actually worked with SAG to include Middle Eastern and Northern North African actors in um, 
in their casting reports so that they're counted oh, yeah. not just as part of oh, the, like the other group but oh, that they're yeah. so they're just not the yeah so she's they're right. just not, not the other, other. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah 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 oh that's a good, okay, yeah. yeah yeah we probably which will hopefully want. work to get more representation yeah yeah well well, thank you so much. Well, Wilson, this, you. this has thank been you. enlightening. Such enlightening. Wilson the Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome back anytime. Cool. And, and we, we look, look forward, forward to, to seeing 13 Reasons I Why, <laughs> even though we don't know anything about it. We know you're in it. Even more so now because you said you're in all the yeah, episodes. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well thank you very thank you much, so much, Wilson. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.